What's up, you beautiful souls, and welcome to today's session, which is all about reclaiming your feminine power to actualize your true potential. For those of you that might not know who I am, my name is Emma Zia, and I am a transformation teacher, mentor, speaker, and intuitive guide. And I specialize in feminine energetics, so feminine leadership, feminine embodiment, and feminine magnetism to really help women to liberate themselves from limitation in the mind and in the body so they can actualize their potential and have a massive impact in this lifetime. So for today's session, I'm going to be going into more of a training style than an interactive workshop or masterclass. So I really want to invite you to take as many notes as you feel called throughout today's session. And... At times throughout today's session, I'm going to be sparking questions and I want you, if you feel cool to, to jot those questions down and revisit them in your own time for some deeper self-exploration and deeper self-discovery so that you can really get the most out of today's transmission. Now, whether you are incarnated in a male body or in a female body, I believe that there are certain codes in today's transmission that will really help to unlock a part of yourself and really explore new depths within yourself that maybe you haven't been able to, maybe there hasn't been the space or the opportunity to up until this point. So we are going through a shift in feminine consciousness. We are going through a shift in feminine consciousness. And we're seeing this beautiful rise in a new level of connection and community and nurturing, emotional expression, authenticity. And so I want to start by sharing my own experience in this shift in feminine consciousness. Now, when I went through my spiritual awakening, my spiritual awakening was really a catalyst for me awakening that divine feminine blueprint within myself. And I can't quite put into words how euphoric it feels to awaken that part within you. Because the feminine is our ability to connect much more deeply, intimately, and sexually. It is our ability to not only connect with ourselves and with others in a much deeper and more potent way, but also our ability to connect with the higher powers, the divine intelligence, our intuition, our mother earth. It allows us to access our creative genius. It allows us to be much more at ease and at flow with life and to manifest much more effortlessly than we did previously. And so, this is why I'm really excited to explore this with you today, because if any of you sitting here are like how I used to be, I used to be very burnt out. I was in hustle mode. I was in go, go, go mode. I was much more in my toxic masculine. And I was, you know, that independent woman that didn't need anyone. I was much more in my primitive self sexually. There was a real lack of sacred union and sacred connection in my sexual experiences. And I just always felt like I was swimming upstream. I always felt like I was chasing something. I didn't know what I was chasing, but I always felt this void, this emptiness. And when I awakened to my divine feminine, I actually connected with myself in a way that I can only describe as coming home to yourself. And that's why it's hard to explain into words because it is such a euphoric feeling. It is pure ecstasy to come home to the truth of who you are. And to be able to step into a realm of so much more potentiality and possibility and playing with energetics and being magnetizing in the people, the places and the opportunities that I attract to myself has just been absolutely life-changing. So I'm excited to share some of these nuggets with you today. Now, the reason that today is going to be more of a training session is because I want to speak briefly into several different facets of reclaiming your feminine power. 
Feminine power is such a broad subject. I could actually speak about this for hours and hours and hours. So today I've just chosen what intuitively I feel will be the most beneficial for the collective who are watching this today of what you are ready to receive for your healing and for your growth at this time, this time of transition for you. Um, but just so you know, that there are many different facets within feminine power. It's a very complex subject. And it's a very beautiful subject to really delve into. And so throughout today's session, I also want to share some book recommendations with you that I feel can really support and help to facilitate you really awakening and reclaiming your feminine power. So in order for us to understand, in order for us to actually even step into the reclamation of our feminine power, we have to understand how the feminine energy has shifted throughout the ages. Now, divine feminine energy has been suppressed for generations. We are currently shifting out of this very toxic masculine paradigm. And so if we go way back pre-Iron Age, women were actually worshipped. It was much more of a matriarchal culture. So all of the feminine qualities of connection and nurturing and support and even the way that they the men and the women saw the female cycle, the period as such a sacred time and such a beautiful time to go inwards and to recuperate and to recharge. All of that was very much respected in the, the wider culture. And then when the Iron Age kicked in, it was very much, okay, how can we be intellectual? How can we move from the body, move from the embodied space into the mentation space, into the mind, the intellect. And from there became this chase of status and power and hierarchy and money. And so the feminine energy started to become suppressed and oppressed. And we can see this even looking at, you know, the feminist movement in the 60s and the several waves of the feminist movement that we've seen since then, where women weren't even allowed to vote. And it wasn't even that long ago that women weren't allowed to be educated. They weren't allowed to go to university. They weren't allowed to work. They weren't allowed to have a say in who they were married to. And this, this what I'm about to share with you, is mind-blowing. And we can see this manifesting even now in our culture today is that a woman's voice was not trusted. A woman's voice was not trusted. And as I say that, you might feel a certain resonance with how that is manifesting still with you today about actually claiming your voice and your self-expression and how this pain in your blood, in your bloodline, sorry, and with your ancestors can also still be with you today. And it can still be vibrating in your DNA today. So a woman's voice was not trusted. If a woman said something, it wasn't taken as legitimate. It had to come from a man's voice. The men were the ones that made the decisions. The men were the ones that were trusted in society. How, even just tuning into that, how detrimental is that for a woman and for her feminine energy to be so suppressed that even her voice does not matter? And in some cultures, this is very still much a thing that is alive today. And I'm going to speak deeper into that uh, later on throughout today's session. Another thing I want to bring to light here about in the past and through the ages is witches and healers. And I truly believe that if you're here today in this session, there is a part of you that resonates with being a witch or that resonates with being a healer. And the reason I want to bring this to light is because there is a remembrance in our DNA of the witch trials and how witches and healers were burnt at the stake for having access to a higher consciousness, to a higher power. It was seen as something that should be disregarded of 
in society. And a lot of clients that I work with, if we go into a past life regression, if we go into looking at their past lives and how certain karmic cycles are playing out in their current life, so often, so often they are taken back to being burnt at the stake or watching one of their sisters be burnt at the stake or in some way, shape or form being ridiculed and tortured for having access to this higher power and divine intelligence. I just want you to take a moment to understand and feel into how detrimental that is for women today. And maybe feeling into how that is manifesting and playing up in your own experience today. If you are a witch or a healer, if you have medicine that you desire to share through your voice or through your energy, through your hands, whatever your means of medicine, your means of magic is, has there been any part of you that has been so afraid to let that, that part shine? Have you ever questioned yourself and your ability and said, but who am I to do this? What if people judge me for stepping up in this? What if people judge me for expressing myself in this way? What if it isn't accepted of in society? Really feel into that for a moment because there is this remembrance through our bloodline, through our ancestors. And I truly believe I've experienced this myself as well as a lot of other beautiful medicine women and sisters I'm surrounded by. We've been doing a lot of ancestral healing in the last couple of years because we are breaking generational barriers. We are pushing the edges of what has been possible in our culture and in our society. And this is why the reclamation of this feminine power is so crucial. It is required. It is required that you spend time, you invest time and energy into reclaiming that part of yourself, not only for your personal and professional benefit, but also for the shift in the collective consciousness so that we can open a space for not just women, but also men to tap into the higher consciousness, the divine power, the healing powers that will have a ripple effect through the collective consciousness and completely shift our evolution and expansion. This is powerful stuff. And I think what's really important is one of the qualities of the feminine is to move from self to service. So if you're watching this today and what I just said resonated with you in some way, I want you to really tune into how not only is reclaiming your feminine power for yourself, but how can that improve or amplify your service? Whether you are a business owner, whether you are a parent, whether you do some sort of work in the community, whether you are a YouTuber, whatever it is you do, you have a voice, you have a presence because you are existing in this time-space reality, because you have a body here, because you are alive and breathing, your presence matters. It matters. And so ask yourself and really tune into, okay, how can I really do this healing for my bloodline and my ancestors in order for me to have a greater impact and influence on the collective consciousness today in whichever capacity I desire to show up in, okay? And this could be parenthood, motherhood. This could just be through conversations and interactions that you have on a daily basis with strangers. This could be through your business with your clients. This could be through your community. However you desire to show up and serve when you shift from self to service and you reclaim your feminine power, there is a different energy. There is a different frequency. And it is a frequency that I genuinely believe has the power to heal the planet. Okay, so what is the feminine energy? What is the feminine energy? How does she show up? How is she manifested? 
the feminine is multifaceted. And this is one of my favorite things about when I awakened my feminine energy. It was the ultimate permission slip to be diverse in who I am and how I express myself. The feminine energy is adventurous in nature. She is chaotic in nature. She is multifaceted. She is the queen. She is the mother. She is the enigma, the huntress, the lover, the maiden, the sage. There are so many different energetic archetypal blueprints that exist within the feminine energy that at some point in our lives as women, we will explore with all of these different archetypes. And even with men, you will explore with these different archetypes and you will attract these archetypes into your life through relationship. The feminine energy has been tamed through generations. It has been tamed. The world has taught us who to be. And do you know why the world has taught us who to be? Because the feminine energy in nature is so potent and so powerful and so healing that there are certain elite organizations and institutions that have ridiculed women for being fully in their, their feminine energy, referencing back to the witch trials and the healers when we were burned at the stake. There is this huge suppression of the feminine energy because it is feared. A woman who reclaims her feminine power is a force to be reckoned with. She is a force to be reckoned with because she is so in tune with not only her nature, uh, sorry, her nature and her cyclical nature, but also she is so deeply connected to Mother Earth and the higher healing energies that she is one to be feared by men who desire to have control, desire to have control over humanity. There are men and institutions and organizations that desire to control the, the, the potency of what the feminine energy is here to do, create and implement. So this is why it has been oppressed for so many years. This is why it has been tamed. This is why we have been told to not speak up, to not have a voice, to not be seen, to be afraid of receiving attention. And this is what we are changing. This is the barriers that we are breaking. And because you're here in this space with me today, you are also one of those game changers. And I believe that's my core. So when we're able to play with these different archetypes of the feminine energy, it not only means that we can explore with the fullest expression of ourselves, but we also get to transcend the shadow aspects of these archetypes that exist in the collective consciousness and therefore initiate a huge healing in both men and women. The biggest thing for me, the biggest value I have is freedom of expression. And I came to this understanding and realization of this value because I hid myself for so many years throughout childhood, throughout my teenage years, throughout my early adult years. I hid certain parts of myself because I was so afraid that people couldn't hold me in my allness, that I would be judged for being who I am at my core for being this super spiritual medicine woman. And I feared that so deeply that I hid so many facets of my being, that this is the, the beautiful power and essence of the feminine energy is that we are multifaceted. We are a spectrum, baby, right? If you imagine a spectrum and all the rainbow colors that come off of that spectrum, like a diamond, the way that a diamond shines, a diamond is, is strong, it is powerful, it is built under pressure, but it shines in so many different ways, so many different, um, what's the word, so many different shapes, so many different angles of its being, that is the feminine energy, and I want to introduce 
this type of perspective of the feminine energy to you so that you can have the permission to step up and to oscillate between these different archetypes and, and different ways of your being. And just to, just to kind of illuminate a little bit further of how this might show up is one day you might want to be the wild woman. You might want to be fully in your primitive nature. You might need to rage, right? You might want to be in that pure energy of creation and connection, that primal energy of life force energy, sexual energy, eroticism. And again, I'll go into that a little bit more detail further on in today's session. And then another day, you might want to be more in your mother. You might want to show up for your man and nurture him, look after him, love him unconditionally. Another day, you might want to be the queen. You might want to create some wealth flow. You might want to really stand strong on your throne and, and, and really call in everything that you desire and deserve. So this is, this is the power of being able to oscillate between them as we get to really explore the different depths within ourselves. We're no longer contained in a box. We're no longer, we no longer have to be tamed like society has tried to for all of these generations. We can finally break out of that conditioning to really reveal the truth of who we are in our allness. So what are feminine qualities? The feminine is highly connected to her intuition. She's in her beingness over her doingness. She has a groundedness in her body. She moves from embodiment rather than mentation and intellect. She is adventurous. She is chaotic. She is nurturing. She is unconditionally loving. She is focused on community. She is focused on service. She accesses her creative genius. She has this beautiful loving presence, which is healing. She has deep intimate and connection with her relationship with others and with life itself. She's in her sensual aliveness. She is able to be in the present moment. She trusts in her surrender and in her letting go, which is how she's able to access this ease and this flow with whatever she desires to create in this life experience. All of those, oh, how delicious does that sound? How delicious does that sound? <sighs> okay. So I've spoken a little bit about how the feminine energy can really change the world because it's such a, a nurturing and a, an unconditional loving presence. And it's such a, a focus on community and connection, which is genuinely what will heal the world. Love will heal the world. And I just want to share with you this quote that I wrote a little while ago. A woman is like the ocean. She is elegant and expansive, yet powerful and disruptive. She is here to make waves and witness the ripple effect that her essence has on humanity. <sighs> Just bathe in that energy for a moment. How beautiful is that? And I wrote that quote feeling very inspired at how elegant the feminine energy is, but also she is so powerful. She is nature. Nature is beautiful. It's also disruptive. So she has this force within her that can be beautiful and elegant and expansive and also disrupt the status quo, break those barriers. She, she has the power through her voice, through her energy, through her essence to actually revolutionize humanity, the way that we show up not only for ourselves, but for each other. And that is potent. I want to speak into just a little bit here about the femininity in business. Now, a lot of women, I work with female entrepreneurs, a lot of women who run their own businesses, their own companies, I see very often that they are more in their toxic masculine. They're still in that hustle mode, that go, go, go mode, because that's almost what we've been taught as a culture, the, the, the type of energy, the, the way that you have to show up and operate in order to be successful. And again, this is programming and conditioning that goes back through the ages, 
massively through the ages. This is what we are revolutionizing. So with the feminine in business, business becomes an art. It becomes a masterpiece. Can you feel the difference in energy when you see your business as a creation of art? When you see it as a creation of beauty, it is an artistic expression of your medicine and your magic. How beautiful is that alternate perspective? Now, I believe that when you are a business owner, an entrepreneur, you will oscillate between the masculine and between the feminine because both offer very powerful qualities for business creation. The masculine is more of the action taker and the support, the discipline, the consistency, which is absolutely necessary to build an empire. But then the feminine, the femininity in business shows up as being soul-led. It's allowing your soul to actually be at the forefront of the decisions that you make, of the courses you create or the product you create, the service that you deliver. It's allowing your channel to be open to that inspiration, to that intuitive guidance and to allow that to lead you rather than to be in your thinking mind and in your overthinking mind. It also allows you to step out of the trap of perfectionism. I am a recovering perfectionist myself, or should I say recovered perfectionist and just shifting from the, the, the fact that everything had to be so fine-tuned and so perfect to now allowing my creations to take on a life of itself to step up to take messy action because I know that taking messy action is better than staying in stagnancy. All of those, all of those beautiful things really wrap up into femininity in business. So feminine in business looks like making your business art, a continual masterpiece where you fully loathe in the process, not just the, the destination. When you activate and awaken your feminine in business, you're really allowing what you create to have a ripple effect on the generations beneath you, right? You're doing it for your children and your children's children and for their children's children and all of that above. You're not just seeing it as I'm doing this to achieve this. You're focused on the beautiful unfolding of the process, not just the destination. It's being soul-led, as I said before. It's being open to your intuition, allowing that to guide you. It's also being in your magnetism, <clears throat> allowing yourself to be a magnet for your desires. You don't stay in the suffering loop of, well, how do I do this? How is this going to happen? How am I going to attract this to me? You're in your magnetism, which is naturally something where you are continually aligning with whatever potential life path is for your highest good and there is so much power in that place and you also step into wealth creation in flow just take a little hydration break lots and lots of talking okay so that was just really an introduction and an illumination to reclaiming your feminine power what that looks like and what it feels like and i hope up until this point so far that you're really feeling a resonance with the transmission that's come through so far now, how do you reclaim your feminine power? The first step is safety. Now, safety is much more of a masculine quality. The masculine is what provides safety, support, protection, but we must establish that in order for the feminine to feel safe, to come out and be adventurous and explorative. And in order for her to open up so she can connect with others in a much more intimate and vulnerable way, she must feel safe to do so. So what I want to invite you to do today is to look at how you can cultivate safety within yourself rather than looking at having safety through a partner or through the masculine in some way, shape or form. So 
I want you to start to create safety within the only home that you will always be connected to. And that home is your body. That's your body, baby. Let's look at how the feminine body has really been conditioned in our culture to look a certain way. We believe that we should show up in a certain way. We should be a certain size, right? We should dress in a certain way so we can appear attractive to the opposite sex, so we can be chosen, which comes down to a really biological wiring. Uh, it's a very primitive uh, wiring that we have there, and I believe that that will continue to exist for many years to come. So it's more about how we can navigate with that and really connect deeply with that in a very positive way. But so many women shame their bodies. So many. And it's in that shaming and it's in that guilt that we disconnect from our bodies. I work with a lot of women that come to me who struggle to feel pleasure in their body through sex and even just pleasure on a day-to-day -day basis. They struggle to access the emotions that exist within our body and to actually fully experience and feel that. They struggle to connect with their breath and feel the, the aliveness that your breath runs through every cell, every inch of your body, right? And so when we can cultivate safety within our body, when we can unravel all the shame, all the judgment, all the guilt that we have towards our body, we feel safe to be who we are. We feel safe in the home that we have incarnated into from spirit. And it also allows us to, to ground into Mother Earth energy because we are nature. Our body is earth, right? Water is our blood. Air is our breath. Fire is our spirit. We are a physical extension of Mother Earth. And so when we connect to our body and all the different elements that make up who we are and the home that we've incarnated into, then we also access the, the most powerful feminine energy that exists in this reality, which is Mother Earth energy. We connect to the different elements and we can allow those elements to not only heal us, but also facilitate what we desire to create and express in this lifetime. So just a few questions that I want to spark up here for your own self-exploration in your own time. I want you to inquire about where you don't currently belong to yourself. Because where you belong to yourself, you belong wherever you go. When you find safety in your body, you find safety wherever you go. I want you to also explore and ask yourself, what judgments do I still carry towards my body? What shame do I carry towards my body? And also with that, shame is one of the, the lowest vib vibrational frequencies that we can experience as humans. It is an energy that really eats us up outside. It is actually, uh, it is the frequency that actually manifests physically as cancer. When we feel that we are a burden, when we feel that we have shame, it really is very detrimental to our well-being in this lifetime. So I want you to really explore where do you carry shame towards your body? This could be something that's arisen from past traumatic sexual experiences. Obviously, the body is very much engaged in sexual experiences. So a lot of women can shut off from feeling when there has been any trauma around that. Also, if you have had any abuse, whether that's emotional abuse, whether that's energetic abuse, so maybe not you know, overtly directed towards you, but maybe there was abuse in your family. Maybe it was towards your mother or towards your father or towards your siblings. 
or you've witnessed it or been in that abusive energy in some way, shape or form so that you have felt the, the indirectness, the, the covert effects of uh, energetic abuse. And also, you know, that can manifest as sexual abuse as well. Have you ever been controlled, manipulative? Have you ever been over-dominated? Have you ever had someone exert their authority over you? And where do you maybe hold any shame or guilt in your body around that? And how can you witness that? <sighs> Witnessing it with complete, unconditional loving presence. Allowing it to exist fully, without judgment, without resistance breathing beautiful new oxygen new energy into those spaces where you're holding that tension in your body and give yourself permission to let it go give yourself permission to let it go and you know in a lot of cases it will take a lot more work than that and maybe you need to sit with a healer sit with a practitioner sit with a mentor to allow you to go to the depths of the emotions that you might still be carrying in your body but I just want you to start to begin to scratch the surface and to explore where you don't feel safe in your body, where there is shame, where there is expectation, where there is judgment. And how can you start to free yourself and free your feminine by letting that go? And you can journal about this or you can do a somatic experience, a somatic journey with this. Beautiful. Moving on to the next pillar of today's session. I want to speak about the, the importance of not abandoning yourself. The importance of not abandoning yourself. As I referenced to at the beginning, women really haven't really had a voice in our, in our culture and in our society. And our, our word wasn't legitimate. And we weren't allowed to work. We weren't allowed to vote and all of these other things. So we have learned to abandon ourselves to please others. And some of you watching this might feel a resonance with the term people-pleasing and perfectionism and putting other people's needs before your own, whether this is in romantic relationship, whether this is in your family. I see a lot of mothers do this as well. Whether it is in business partnerships, whether it is just in general with people you meet, you might be very apologetic for your existence. You might constantly say sorry, or you might be at a restaurant and rather than saying to the waiter, I will order da 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 da, please, you might say, Oh, may I have, or can I have? Is it okay to order the fish or whatever, right? All of those little intricacies really indicate to where you are abandoning yourself. You're not actually standing in your power. Um, and you are allowing others, other people's needs to be put above your own. Now, to really introduce this pillar of today's session, I want to share two quotes from my favorite author, Glennon Doyle, who is the author of the book Untamed, How to Stop Pleasing and Start Something. Uh, I can't remember the exact title, but I would definitely recommend that book for any of you that really want to step into your feminine power and reclaim that part of yourself. She writes so beautifully. She uses analogies. It's part memoir and part just uh, creative expression, and it's just such a beautiful read. So I want to share two quotes from her. The first one being, when a woman finally learns that pleasing the world is impossible, she becomes free to learn how to please herself. Oh, can we just sit in the sensation of that quote? 
it's so delicious when you stop putting your energy and your focus to the needs of others and you start to put your needs first you start to fill your own cup and serve from the overflow magic happens magic happens the second quote that i want to share with you today i will not stay not ever again in a room or conversation or relationship or institution that requires me to abandon myself powerful stuff definitely grab that book if you feel inspired to stop abandoning yourself you need to fully claim your space here you need to realize that if you are here alive and breathing you are entitled to exactly the same that everyone that walks this planet is entitled to the money the recognition the business the love whatever it is you desire to experience you must claim your space here in order for you to step um uh, sorry to step up into that life that you desire and deserve you must have this full acceptance to be seen as you are if you are a people pleaser people pleasing is actually a manipulation strategy to ensure that people like you and accept you so that you feel loved and accepted in society and so when you can actually break those barriers of people pleasing and perfectionism and realize that just as you are with all of your flaws flaws sorry i was going to say warts and all <laughs> that's where that came from with all of your flaws with every part of your being the part of you that is sad frustrated that rages the part of you that is beautiful the part of you that um is inspired is a go-getter is motivated the part of you that wants to share her voice that wants to be on stage that wants to perform that wants to shine her light right all of these different aspects of yourself and we will all have slightly different perspectives on what we see as good and what we see as bad but when you break out of that good girl syndrome when you take that good girl mask off and you realize that pleasing the world is actually not fulfilling and it means you're always going to be the victim to circumstances that are outside of your control you are living life as a victim you are living life not in your power and so when we can actually remove that good girl mask and start to please ourselves put our needs first make sure that we meet our core needs of safety and security of love and acceptance of significance of growth of contribution then we can actually step into a whole new energy and realm of creation and in initiating change in this world and in this reality so here are a few questions to really spark your self discovery and exploration with this pillar how are you currently abandoning yourself I want you to think about your romantic relationships. I want you to think about even in your decisions and your choices, in how you feed your body, in how you fuel your body, in how you move your body, in choices and decisions that you make in your business, in your habits, in your rituals. I want you to really delve into all areas of your existence, all areas of your life, and be very honest and transparent with the question: Where are you currently abandoning yourself? this can also show up as holding back from actually taking action maybe you're someone that stays in the realm of apathy maybe you stay in the realm of confusion and stagnation because it's easier for you to be stuck than to take inspired action on what you feel called to maybe it's easier for you to stay in that place of no man's land not actually taking action even though it is frustrates you so that you can actually keep yourself in hiding you can keep yourself hiding behind this mask this people pleasing mask so how are you currently abandoning yourself
Then I want you to delve into the masks that you are still wearing. Who did you have to be to be loved and accepted by your parents? Who did you have to be to be loved and accepted by your school friends? Who did you have to be to be loved and accepted by your peers or maybe your colleagues? Who did you have to be to feel that you were successful in your job, in your workplace? And do these facets of your being still serve you or are they detrimental to who you truly wish to be in this lifetime? Now, the last thing here that I want you to explore is releasing any shame and guilt towards yourself. And you might feel called to actually write a forgiveness letter, uh, forgiveness letter to yourself. This could be to your younger self. Maybe there's a certain season or time in your life when you feel that you are hiding the most, or maybe you felt that you were carrying the most shame and the most guilt. And that will still be present and alive in your nervous system today. But maybe there is a particular memory that helps you to have that access point into the, the real potency and depth of those emotions that you're ready to let go of. So just explore. And maybe it's just this present moment. Maybe you want to write a letter to yourself in this moment. Maybe you want to write a letter to your body directly. Dear body, I forgive you for. I am sorry for. I release. Da 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 da. I love you because I'm grateful for you because you support me in this way and in this way. How can you rebirth that relationship with your body? And I want you to explore as well in that letter how you can come to a level of acceptance for your entire, entire being and arrive at a place where you do not need to be anything other than what you are right now. Because do you know what's really magical? When we arrive at acceptance for everything that exists in this present moment, then we are in this generous present moment. And from there, we initiate healing. We initiate change. We can step into a new platform, a new level of our being and of our expression in this world because we accept ourselves fully as we are. We are no longer in the state of rejection. We are no longer in the state of self-rejection where we say, I wish I didn't have this belly or I wish that I didn't look this way. I wish I didn't have this hair color. I wish I didn't have this, 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 this. That is continual affirmation of self-rejection. That is not feminine power. That is not feminine power. That is allowing cultural expectations to have control over you. That is allowing the world to teach you who you should be rather than showing up in the entirety of who you are and in who you are becoming. That is feminine power. All right, beautiful souls. Moving on to the next pillar of today's session, I want to speak into self-expression. And I referenced this a little bit earlier on in today's session, finding your voice. Finding your voice is so important when it comes to reclaiming your feminine power because of how the feminine voice has been suppressed for so many generations and so many years. And really how we can do this is exercising speaking our truth tapping into our throat center the amount of women i work with that have a blocked throat center it is ridiculous and sometimes the work that i give them is saying something to someone that they wish they would have said and they didn't have the courage to maybe it's having that uncomfortable phone call having that honest conversation maybe it's screaming into a pillow over a memory or something in your past where you felt that your boundaries were, were crossed or you felt that you were over dominated by. And in that moment, you couldn't stand up for yourself, but now you can, you can still vibrate that trauma from your nervous system. 
You can scream into a pillow. You can speak those words out loud. You can bring the energy of that person or that situation into your mind's eye and you can communicate directly what you couldn't communicate at the time, but that is still waiting in your energy to be said and to be expressed. Maybe finding your voice is actually stepping into a new level of self-expression. Maybe it's through your business. Maybe it's on your social media. Maybe it's messaging people and forgiving them. Maybe it's messaging people and telling them actually how much you love them and how much you're grateful for them being in your space. If you struggle with emotional intimacy, maybe it is giving your emotions that reside in your body a voice. It's giving them a, a chance to exist and to express without judgment, without resistance. There are so many beautiful ways that you can really exercise and clear your throat center. And so I really want you to explore with this pillar of where have you suppressed what you desire to express? And with all of the tools and practices that I've just said to you, what do you feel most called to step into? When you tune into your throat center, can you feel any stagnant energy? Can you feel any past trauma that is still stuck there? Do you get a, a sore throat regularly? right? Because the thing is with our throat is it is actually the channel which allows our heart center to fully express itself. If you think about the seven energy centers, also known as the seven chakras it, in the Vedic tradition, your the energy flows upwards. This is the current of liberation. And then the current of manifestation goes up, down. So in order for us to be liberated, we must allow our throat to be a clear channel of self-expression, even if we fear how that expression might be received by others. Even if we fear the judgment from other people, that is just an illusion. That is just an illusion in our mind because we believe that we need to be accepted by others in order to be accepted and belong in society. You already belong in society because you have a place here, because you exist in this planet and in this lifetime, in this third dimensional time space reality. So how can you fully claim your excellence and your brilliance by actually allowing that throat to clear to be a channel of expression, to tell someone that you love them without needing it to be reciprocated. With expressing your truth on social media and saying something you haven't said yet without needing the approval or validation of others. And as you continually be in the practice of doing this and expressing your truth and standing in that power, it will become easier for you and magic will happen in your business and in your personal life. The next thing that I wanna illuminate here to do with this pillar is your ability to receive attention. One thing I noticed, one thing that was very prominent in my experience, as well as a lot of my clients, is there is this fear around receiving attention. Now, I'm sure every woman has experienced undesired attention in some way, shape or form, whether this is through, you know, past sexual traumatic experiences, whether this is through someone wolf whistling at us as we're walking past a building site, whether this is someone saying something to us in a club or maybe touching uh, you know, our body in a way that is inappropriate, in a way that has crossed our boundaries. I do believe that in some way, shape or form, we have received, we have all received some sort of attention that has not felt in alignment for us and for our highest good. And so we can often fear receiving attention because we feel that we might be a target, a target for abuse, a target for undesired attention that we don't wish to re receive and allow in and so I want to change the narrative around that because that used to be my experience and it's almost like I, I was hiding myself so much growing up that I felt like being seen being seen being heard receiving attention for who I am was the most scariest thing that I could think of 
the most scariest thing. But when I was bringing this pattern into my conscious awareness, that actually already started to initiate the change and the transformation process because I actually brought into my conscious awareness that there was a very underlying fear here that was stopping me from receiving attention. But actually, I can change the narrative and allow attention to be safe for me. Now, for each person, this is going to be a very subjective, unique and individual experience. For people that have had a lot of deep trauma around this, then there will be lots of deep wounding that needs to be unraveled there. And again, that's when maybe sitting with a practitioner will really help you to feel safe enough to go to that place. For other people, it might be something as small as being wolf whistled at. And then you decided in that moment that it wasn't safe to receive attention because you didn't want to receive it in that moment, or you made it mean something about yourself that is detrimental to your growth and to your existence here. So there is definitely this, this subjective experience with this theme of receiving attention, but I want you to start exploring and journaling. And so this is another question for you. What is my relationship with receiving attention? Where have I received unwanted attention in the past? And what did I make that mean about myself? Where have I received wanted attention in the past? And how did I feel about that? Where am I currently hiding or blocking myself off from receiving attention? And remember guys, that this receiving attention can come through in our ability to attract clients, our ability to attract money, our ability to attract opportunities, recognition from our partner, from the public. It can really manifest in so many different flavors and textures and so many different in intensities on the spectrum. So I want you to really, really explore with that and deep dive with your ability to receive attention. And I can say wholeheartedly that when I actually overcame my fear of receiving attention, my business grew my ability to create wealth in flow and with effortlessness grew exponentially. My engagement on social media grew as well because it attention really is our ability to allow in. It's our ability to allow in more. And this can be manifested in money and clients and opportunities and people, relationships and everything like this. So I really want you to spend some time deep diving in this. What are the narratives you currently have around attention and how can you rewrite those narratives in a way that is self-serving, in a way that really serves you as you transition into this next level of your expansion, this season of your expansion. And that is exciting. That carries exciting energy for me. Okay. The next pillar that I want to speak into here is desire. Desire, desire, desire. Your desire is a seed that has been planted from source consciousness. And it has been planted into your vortex because it is meant for you to experience. One thing I want you to do when you feel a desire for something, when you feel a desire to actualize something in your reality, I want you to check in with, is it a desire of lack or is it a desire of potential? Because I differentiate desires in two different camps. There's the desire of lack, desire of potential. The desire of lack, okay, let's just rewind a little bit. The desire comes in because that is planted into your vortex because it's meant for you to experience. Otherwise, you wouldn't be feeling the call for that desire. But what happens is when people feel that desire and it comes into their vortex, it drops into their body and into their mind, into their experience, they can sometimes go straight into, oh, I desire to have a 20K month, but where is it? How am I going to do that? Oh, okay, I'm going to steer into the desire of lack because I can't see it in my experience. So I don't know how it's going to happen. That is where it can be detrimental. The other option you can do when you feel that desire of, oh, I want to have a 20K month. Okay, how does that feel? 
How does that taste? And can I sustain the deliciousness of that desire so that I become a vibrational match for that actualizing in my reality and becoming my tangible experience? Ah, okay, I'm going to sustain that desire. I'm going to steer into the desired potential, sustain that vibration. And therefore, because it is law, because it is law, it is the law of the universe, that will become my experience. And I'm open to receiving and I trust in that in that experience. So that is how I see people kind of steer into the different um, the different levels of desire. So you've got to firstly decipher between where you are steering into. But the main thing that I want to speak into with desire is that you fully claim your desires. You know that whatever desire comes through for you is meant for you to experience because that is what's coming through for you. It's coming through for you. And so a lot of women are stuck in the good girl syndrome. They're stuck in the little miss perfect type of paradigm. So they might feel a desire for more, but they question themselves and they're like, well, who am I to do that? Or how is that going to happen? They go into this energy of self-doubt, this energy of lack, this energy of who am I? And I want to reframe that to being you are. You are because you are. If you feel that desire, it is meant for you to experience. I want you to fully claim your desires. And that is actually a very, a very pivotal pillar in reclaiming your feminine power is to fully claim your desires, to know that it is possible for you, to know that the questions that might come up of, oh, what if this doesn't work out? You can also reframe it by saying, but what if it does? What if this is meant for me to experience? What if this is possible for me? What if I can be that woman that has this and does this and is this, right? So I want you to fully actualize your desires by, by accepting them and claiming them and knowing that it is okay to want. It is okay to be a woman who wants, who wants more, right? And again, that is conditioning and programming that we are really moving out of and breaking the barriers of through the generations. Okay. Now, the other pillar that I want to speak into is sensuality. Oof. Awakening your sensual body. Why is this such an important power in reclaiming, sorry, a, <laughs> a potent pillar in reclaiming your feminine power? Because awakening our sensual body is awakening our, our presence. It's allowing our senses to really bring us into the present moment, which is the core of Zen Buddhism, so that we can experience the generousness that is in this present moment. It is a way for us to surrender into the present moment. It is a way for us to let go of worry, of overthinking, of being too stuck in our analytical monkey mind. And it allows us to actually exhale and lean into what is available to us right now. So a woman's sensuality goes far beyond just feeling pleasure, especially sexually. It actually allows us to connect with life in a way that is so much more beautiful than we could ever have imagined. So in order to tune into your sensuality, you have to use your senses, your five physical senses as an access point to really bring you into the present. And you can do this through meditation. I find that Vipassana is a very powerful meditation for this because it actually really allows you to you know, label your senses to become attuned to it. So in Vipassana, when you hear a certain sound, you label it hearing, hearing. When you feel something on your body, you label it feeling, feeling. When you smell something, you label it smelling, 
smelling. And it's in this labeling that we actually move out of the narratives of what we're experiencing. We move out of the narratives of what that sound means or what that touch means or what that smell means. And we actually just become so present with the experience itself, knowing that everything that is happening around us is simply a happening. And it is actually the meanings that we put to it, which determines our experience of it. So when we can come from a place of objectivity and actually just enjoying the moment and enjoying all of these happenings for what they are, we become really awakened to a whole new level of, of pleasure in this life experience. And we can become very grounded here and really claim our space here. Now, I do want to offer up uh, one step further when it comes to feminine sensuality is the feminine activation points. So I've determined three core feminine activation points in your body that you can awaken to really awaken your sensual body. And these are firstly, the first feminine activation point is your womb your womb. This is your sacral center. This is your hub of creativity, birthing ideas, birthing human life. It is your hub of sensuality and sexuality, and it is your hub of desire. So the first one is your womb. The second feminine activation point is your, sorry, your heart. I was going to go to the third one then. Your second feminine activation point is your heart your ability to relate to yourself, to open up to others, your ability to step into a heart expansion, which really elevates you into a whole new level of service with what you do and the magic that you're here to share in the world. And the third feminine activation point is your throat, your place of self-expression, your place of speaking your truth, of sharing your voice, sharing your magic, sharing your medicine with the world. And so what I want you to do in your own time, because we won't have time to go through this practice today, is to start to breathe into this space, one activation point after the other. So starting with the womb point, then the heart point, and then the throat point. And I just want you to really tune into this point in your body and start to breathe into this space. Putting your full attention and full focus onto this activation point. And I want you to really move with this activation point, however it wants to move using your breath, using movement and using sound to really vibrate the nervous system and therefore awaken the central body. And once you feel you've connected with your first activation point, the womb space, you can move on to the heart space and then you can move on to the throat space. And what I want you to do is be so fully present with opening these activation points that when you open your eyes, you are fully in the sensation of the activation. This is what I find really interesting is when I get clients to do this or when I do this myself, it's a very good exercise to do before a date or before a speaking gig or before some sort of experience where you're going to be with other people because the energy becomes magnetizing. You completely shift your energy state through activating these three points. And you'll notice that your posture changes as well. So then what I want you to do once you've opened your eyes is I want you to move and walk from this place of holding this pillar energy of your womb your heart and your throat being activated, awakened and alive. And when you do that, you walk from this place of femininity, which is incredibly powerful. It is magnetizing. And this is when you walk into a room and you become captivating. You demand attention because you're so embodied in your femininity through this activation of these beautiful core feminine activation points. Now, there's actually a few more points that I really wanted to cover in today's session, but I don't believe that we're going to have time. So I'm going to close it there. And thank you so much, guys, for joining me. I really, really appreciate you spending your time with me today. And hopefully today's transmission really brought a new level of understanding or a new depth to your relationship with your own feminine power. 
So if today was really beneficial for you, or even if you just want to drop through and let me know how you go with these exercises, or if you need any help with these exercises, then I want you to reach out to me on Instagram, which is at Emma Zia, which is spelled Z-I-A, with two underscores at the end. That's my Instagram account. It's also my Twitter account. So you can reach out to me on Instagram and um, let me know. Let me know how you're going. Reach out, say hi, allow me. I want to, you know, invite you into my world and allow you into my world. You can also check out my podcast, which is the Life Uncaged podcast on Spotify, on Apple and on YouTube. If you want to delve a little bit deeper into femininity that I share in those episodes. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm wishing you all the love and all the healing in the world. And as I always say, don't forget to live and love wildly. Mwah.